0: You're listening to Harundra Singh here at Noorjuwani.com and this is the first of our weekly updates for the Noorjuwani Book Club. Welcome. I hope that you have had an enjoyable time reading through the first few chapters and few dozen pages of Saffron Salvation by Simarjit Kaur. What we're going to talk about in this first weekly update will take us to the end of chapter 10, which ends on page 56. So if you haven't read up to that point, maybe pause this audio form and come back to it later. Uh, otherwise, there will be some spoilers present. If you've read ahead, you can still listen in because this might be a nice thought provocation for what you've read thus far so we've got to full grips with this book now we've started it and we're getting it to grasp the main character Sharan who really this entire book is all about and we've joined her as she is in the Punjab for a holiday and the holiday has concluded with a meeting with the potential one as you do, away on holiday. Now your parents introducing you to someone who could be the one. This time period, obviously, the years that the whole uh, book is set in is 1984. So it is some time ago. And that kind of practice was very prevalent of introducing people to arranged marriages and having meetings with the one uh, or the potential one. So it's not out of place at all. And it's probably the kind of thing that still goes on at some level today. I found it quite interesting to read. Wonder what you kind of thought of it, particularly those of you who are younger readers, and how much of what you read actually speaks to your experiences searching for the one. I'm not making fun when I keep saying that the idea of the one, but it's one of the most attractive parts of this book for me, is that actually this entire book, is really all about Sharon and it's about her head and her brain and you find some similarities with her as a character, you find some things that you might not like very much, you might find some things in her character that are not believable but what you do find is it's really all about her all of the time and that's quite rare I think in a work of fiction within the subcontinental community to find a character who becomes so built up and so well-layered and being a young female unmarried at that. Her character describes herself in the book as being boldy and outspoken. Actually, she's not from the pages and the chapters that we've read up to the end of chapter 10. She's actually able to keep herself quite reserved with what she says back to Jussa and on that note let's talk about just so we get to hear him speak for the first time from chapter 9 so those last that last 10 pages or so as we reach the end of chapter 10 we find that this guy does have a voice and if like me you found him quite unbelievable uh in the sense that he it didn't really make sense the way he blurted out all of his political history and thoughts on the current affairs going on in Punjab at that time. If, like me, you felt that way, don't hold it against the rest of the book. It is, as I said, in my opinion, really angling more of this book all about Sharan and her mindset. The other characters we find aren't given as much focus and as much believability. Again, that's very rare. Just as attributes in this book exist as a reflection of Sharon and what it is that she is searching for. He's an afterthought almost. Now there's much that the author could have done with that character and made it more believable, given it more integrity and perhaps filtered what he said in a different way so that it built up rather than blurted out. The fact that he agrees to marry Sharon after all of the protests are over which is where we leave the end of chapter 10 doesn't really have an air of believability about it and actually left me wondering for a little while whether or not this is all just Sharon's imagination and dream and when we start reading chapter 11 she's still sitting in the darkened room in the bend and looking at the lizards. It's not out of the question really the way that her mind seems to operate. Let's come back to that. There's so many different things you could touch upon just on this first week of reading, but we'll hold fire on most of them until we have our end of month meeting as part of the book club where we'll let you guys discuss it rather than me. There's just a few points we'll bring up that I thought were quite humorous or thought provoking. First one was the idea, obviously, here that forced marriage or arranged marriage or actual love marriage. All of them, according to Sharon, seem to be concerned with how other people will view you. And there's a comment she makes in the book, her arranged marriage, her being a happily married daughter, it all centers on how her parents will then be viewed. And that's quite a sad way for us to exist. But I think not just in the the South Asian community, definitely not just in the Sikh or Punjabi community but actually in the wider world we do give way too much power over to other people and how they view us their perceptions of us than we do for our own happiness or for our own contentment and I found that an interesting comment that she made there about being the happily married daughter and it pleasing it making life easier for her parents there was quite a few funny comments that are made throughout. I found the language at times can be quite crass. At the same time, it's quite real. It The way that her brain works, Sharon's brain works, and that it jumps and flits from one bit to the next, it's chaotic, but it's indicative of how our minds sometimes work, particularly when we're in a heightened experience, one that l- is leaving us both anxious and excited at the same time ultimately that's what saffron's salvation seems to be about this eternal optimism that sharon has as well as this distrust and standing back she doesn't want to get married she's convincing herself all the time not that not to go through with this marriage to say no how will she say no she recites it as a mantra on the bus journey but she holds out this hope that there might be some destiny calling on the other side of the world here in Punjab that Jassa may be what she is looking for and ultimately by that chapter 9 or 10 or what we've read thus far there it seems like she does she's fallen madly in love with him she has this hope that this ocean of his eyes and his hair that, <laughs> that she's unraveled from underneath his, the star that all of that is what she's looking for it's a story of this eternal optimism that we really do have when the darkness parts and the morning comes we wake up anew every single day with the hope that something different could happen that some new advancement would come i think that's what saffron salvation is about that this eternal optimism we have that despite whatever we go through, whatever trials and tribulations, whatever joys and celebrations, whatever achievements we make, that the next day, the next morning will bring with it a new dawn. Something fresh. Things will be different. And Sharon's optimism really rides throughout this. She tries to fight it, the cynic within her, but alas, she doesn't. There's so much more that hopefully you're all picking up on and discussing with other people that you're enjoined in the book club with, maybe people in your household or other friends. There's a considerable amount of Punjabi cultural elements that come out of this book, the Gidda party that she involuntarily joins as she lands in the bend, the magenta siren that she speaks of who is performing Gidda that she suddenly starts dual dancing with, Some of the funny comments made about the distinctions between the Madja, the Duwabba and the Malwa. These may be things you've heard previously or maybe not. Certainly if you haven't heard them, I would raise them with elders in your household or your friends circle discuss them with them, because it's quite hilarious when you start hearing of the distinctions that people make just for you being from a certain part of the Punjab. And Sharon talks about that a little bit in the book, and she casts aspersions about the babi from <laughs> the maja, and so on and so on. It's, it's it's quite humorous. I found quite an interesting comment that she made back to her father where she says that it doesn't matter which side of the Thames you're from and I found that amusing because actually it does and in London certainly in 21st century London if you're from south of the river it's different than being from north of the river and the way that you're treated by people for living north of the river or being from north of the river or educated north of the river is different than if you come from south of the Thames uh, I thought that was quite a humorous element of this book, picking those ideas up and 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 teasing them out in this work of fiction obviously there's an a major part of this book that is introduced in those two chapters, chapter nine and ten, and it is quite to the point and it's not really teased out in a way that I think mirrors everything that's happened in the previous eight chapters. But this idea of the political struggle and strife that is taking place in the Punjab leading up to 1984 is where this book is going to take us. It's what the backdrop of this book is. It's what Sharn is going to be looking for. So hopefully you're as excited as I am to carry on reading through those chapters And to start learning more about Sharon and her journey to find the one to achieve Saffron salvation. I'll leave you with just one final comment which I thought was really humorous and unfortunately very true in my own life and in some of the close personal friend circles I have. The Punjabi way of letting a girl down is to drown her in political history. And that is something that I've done and something that some of my peers have done before. And some people I know see it as a test. If she can stomach me talking about political ideology and what we're trying to devote our lives to, then she might be somebody worth talking about uh, having a future with going forward. But if she backs off very quickly, then it was a real easy way of letting her down. And it's quite humorous that that comment was made in that uh, in that way by Sharon. And it is unfortunately, certainly in my case and some of my close peers, it's very, very true also. That concludes our first weekly update on Saffron Salvation by Simarjit Kaur, the first book in our Nojuwani book club. I really want to hear from you as readers and if there's any thoughts or ideas you want to share, we want to put them up on our Nojuwani book club page so that other readers can have those updates prior to our end of month meetup which will be virtual on this particular occasion at the end of November but in future, we will be trying to make some of these both personal and virtual. Uh, if you do have any comments you want to share, any thoughts, any ideas, please email them to us, info at If you are happy for us to share them, please say so in the email. We won't share them without your express intent to share them on our public website page for this book club. If you would like to keep it anonymous, by all means, just say, please keep this private. I just wanted to share my thoughts with you, and maybe it's something that I can have in the back of my head and share at the end-of-month meeting or also in a future weekly update. If you really want to send a message to us anonymously, you can do so by going to norjuani.com forward slash contact us that's the contact us page on the norjuani website you fill in the message form there and to keep it anonymous just complete the email address as something at something.com and write the name in as whatever incognito name you want to go by and put your message in there that comes to us and we'll have no idea who you are that sent it through so if you want to keep your anonymity but want to share your thoughts on what you've read thus far, that's a great way of doing so. Thank you very much for being part of the Norjuwani Book Club and I look forward to speaking to you again next week with another weekly update.